to the Lift for Podcast. Once again, it's your host, Tyrone. And the polo's not here today. Lift for shirt is on. Y'all see it. It's on today. Kobe's here. Say hi to Kobe. Kobe's here in the background as usual. And Maya. Maya co-host is here. That's right, my co-host. Well, it's, it's, it's the co-host cousin. The cousin is still here. It's the co-host cousin. It ain't the co-host, but it's the cousin. The cousin is here. He's here. He's making an appearance. Hold on. Sit him down for a second because I got to do something. This phone's fucked up. I got to turn my phone on silent. Yeah, silent mode is on. All right, the cousin is here. He's about to <laughs> make his contribution to the episode. You know how I does it. Uh-huh. Pour it up, pour it up. That's how I ball out. Ball out. Pour it up, pour it up. That's how I ball out. Ball out. Oh, man. Looks like the cousin won't be back. Next episode, this motherfucker's gonna be out. But, uh, cheers. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. All right. All right, so let's get started with today's episode. And today's episode is. <laughs> Today's episode is of what is the saddest movie of all time? That's right, the saddest movie of all time. What is the saddest movie of all time? I asked this question on Facebook. I got a bunch of answers on Facebook. And uh, so now I want to discuss them. So um, let me just go to some of these answers. Now, some people, some people is going to get a shout out and get credit. For, for sending these in because some of these is like, okay, player, I see what you're doing. And some of these is like, who the fuck are you talking to? The fuck are you trying to do? So some people is going to get credit for them. Some people is not. But to the people who I don't give credit to, just know it was your contributions was appreciated. Just know that I thank you for answering the question. Just know that I appreciate you and I love you and I thank you for being a part of this. But uh, I ain't got time to be saying everybody motherfucking name. I don't have time to be saying everybody's motherfucking name, but I do appreciate you I, and I love you. And um, we here. Okay, so the first one I want to mention because I don't want to get into what the fuck is that? I don't want <laughs> I don't want to get into uh, the big ones. I don't want to get into the big ones. I want to save the real good ones for the end. So the first one I'm gonna mention, okay, my uncle, my uncle Kevin. He said, uh, oh, yeah. Now, he's at a certain age, and he's from the South, and he and they, and they country, him and my dad and all them was country boys, and they became city boys, you know what I'm saying? But they got the best of both worlds. They know about the country and the cities, and, and, and they would say, oh, yeah. My dad showed me old yellow when I was a kid, and old yellow don't count to me as one of the saddest movies of all time. Yeah, 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 you cried. They cried, yeah. And it was a dog. And I'm not trying to be an animal hater. I'm not trying to be an animal hater. I love animals. I do. But um, the movie was sad for like five minutes. For real, if, if my memory serves me correct, old Yeller was only sad for like five motherfucking minutes. We loved it in the beginning. We loved Yeller running around. We loved him being the dog of the family dynamic. Yay, Yeller, yay, Yeller. And then... At the end, when the, when the dad was like, yo, I got to go put this motherfucker down, then we was like, oh, no. 
But that didn't last long. It was like, the other guy had to be put down, the movie was over. And the same thing somebody said, Marley and Me. Marley and Me was not a sad movie. Marley and Me had a sad moment. There's a difference between sad movie and sad moment. Sad movie means the whole motherfucking movie was sad. Sad moment means it was just a sad moment. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, let me take a sip on that. But yeah, I'm like, should old yeller make this list? Or should I put it on a list to say, hey, movies that made you cry? Because old yeller might have made you cry, but was it like sad? You know what I mean? There's a difference. Like, oh, yeller, yeah, old yeller made you cry, but was it sad? What's the whole movie sad? Was it the saddest movie of all time? I guess it's got to be considered one of the saddest if it does make you cry. I guess if you cry, then that shit is legit sad. But um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I I'm not putting over together really. Uh, my cousin Ant, he makes this shirt. He made this shirt for me. Shout out to my cousin Ant. He makes clothes. Uh, if you want some clothes, hit me up. I can get you some shit made. You know what I mean? Uh, he says Selena. Selena was a sad story in general, because it was true. So Selena was sad. I don't know how sad the movie made me. The movie was more or less like showing you what happened. I don't know how sad I got watching the movie per se, but the story some sad motherfucking shit, though. It's sad, but I, you know, I was focused on something else. <laughs> when I was watching Selena, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit focused on something else, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Selena was sad, I guess. I didn't cry in Selena, though. I didn't cry in Selena. It Maybe because it's like certain things when you know what's gonna happen, you expect it to happen, you kind of just waiting for it, like I was waiting for her to get shot. So I didn't really feel that, that, that sadness, I guess. I don't know, but I didn't cry on Selena. And, um, it's sad. I, I, Selena's sad. But is it sad enough to make the, 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 the saddest movies in the on, on the planet list? The saddest movies of all time? I, I'm not sure about Selena. I'm, I'm really not sure about that. So, I don't, I don't necessarily... I don't know if I count Selena, you know? I, I don't know. Well, I count it. I put it on the list, so I fucking count it, but I'm just saying, I don't know how sad it is. Um, my sister-in-law, Samantha Martin, picked Beaches, and I ain't even gonna lie, I ain't even gonna front. I only mentioned Beaches because she picked it, and she's my sister-in-law, and I wanted to give her some credit for participating. I wanted to big her up. I wanted to say, hey, you win it, baby girl. But I don't know what the fuck Beaches is. I've never seen Beaches, so I can't really talk about it. But I just wanted to give my, I just to give my white sister-in-law a shout-out, so I gave her one. I mean, fuck y'all, this is my show. I can put whoever I want on here. So Beaches, if y'all know about Beaches, y'all can tell me about Beaches. Comment on my Facebook, call me, text me, do whatever y'all need to do to get in contact with me. And y'all can tell me about Beaches. Because I don't think I'm going to go watch this shit. I don't, I don't, she don't have good taste in movies particularly, I don't think. So I don't want to watch Beaches. Beaches was never something I was interested in before this. So if y'all say Beaches is good and sad, y'all want me to watch it, just tell me I'll go watch Beaches. But other than that, you know, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, Let me see. What else? Bambi. Somebody said Bambi. I, I wish 
I would have remembered who the fuck said Bambi because I just like like Bambi's not a sad movie. Like I, Bambi's not sad. Everybody was like they were sad when Bambi mom got back. We didn't know Bambi mom. Like like I hate when people die in movies and we cry and we whine about it and we make it sad for people that we didn't know who the motherfuckers was. That's why that's why I don't like certain horror films because in the horror films. You have to make me care about who you fucking killing. If you don't make me fall in love with the characters, then I don't give a fuck when they die. That's why the bimbos in the beginning, the big city girls in the beginning of the horror movies, I don't care if you kill them, but but I have to care about the main characters. The final girl has to be a bitch that I care about or the movie stinks. If you can't make me care about who survives and who dies, I don't give a fuck about your horror film. And that's where I'm at with Bambi. I didn't know Bambi's mom. I didn't even see Bambi's mom could have been an abusive parent. Bambi's mom might not even have been a good mom. We don't know nothing about that bitch. And I'm calling her a bitch. That's right, because I don't know her. And in my, to defend me on saying Bambi ain't sad, she's got to be a bitch, so I'm saying that. All right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. But uh, we don't know. We, don't, we didn't know Bambi's mom. Y'all cried because Bambi's mom died. She was in the movie for two motherfucking minutes, and we didn't know her. Yeah, maybe Bambi was sad, but Bambi's supposed to be sad. The fucking mom got killed. So Bambi was supposed to be sad, but we wasn't. We were supposed to be like, damn, Bambi, what you going to do now? You know, that's how I saw Bambi as a kid. I was like, damn, Bambi, your mom died. What you going to do now? What's up, Thumper? He had a friend. Thumper was there. So what the fuck? Why is Bambi on this list? Okay. And then, then, then this trolling-ass franchise. Anybody know me, they know. If you know me personally, you know about me and Francesca. That's my baby girl. Me and Francesca, that's my squad. That's my that's my man 50 grams in them. That's my ride or die. That's my everything when when back then, you know what I mean? Me and Fran was we were the team or whatever. But Francesca is trolling me. She gonna say passion of the Christ. Like if you don't go somewhere, Francesca, you don't get out of my life. Leave me to fuck along with that passion of the Christ shit. Now I guess Passion of the Christ is like, 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 okay, okay. Is Passion of the Christ really sad? No. Passion of the Christ is not sad to me. And here's the reason. Here's the reason why Passion of the Christ is not sad to me. Everything Jesus went through, he had to go through it. Like it was on purpose. Like it was saying he knew what was fucking coming. He knew Judas was going to trade on him. He knew they was going to whip his ass. He knew they was going to put him up on that motherfucking cross. He knew he was going to die. He knew all of that was coming. That's why he was here. So when that shit happened to him, I wasn't sad about that. They made it look bad, but it was supposed to look bad. It was supposed to give us a passion, wasn't it? It was supposed to make us feel not really sad. It was supposed to make us have respect for what Jesus Christ had done, right? It was supposed to make us have more respect for the ransom sacrifice. It was supposed to make us have more faith and more hope in it and, and praise the Lord and won't he do it? Yes, he will and all that shit, right? That shit wasn't sad. That shit was what it was supposed to be. And I'm mad that I'm mentioning Jesus Christ and I keep saying a bunch of shits what she is. <laughs> I'm just saying that shit didn't. That movie was not sad, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, that better. And not yo, yo, look, cancel, uh, hello? Cancel culture, my bad. My bad, y'all. I didn't mean, I didn't mean, I wasn't being, I wasn't listening, I wasn't being, look, 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 please don't, please don't. Can I pray on it? If I pray on it, will we be cool? I'm going to pray tonight. All right, all right, thank you. All right, all right, bye. I don't fuck with that. Cancel culture will get you. Don't be saying nothing bad about Mr. Christ. But I'm just saying, in general, 
That wasn't a fair situation. We knew that. We 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 kind of planned on it. Now somebody said Titanic. My cousin Tia, she said Titanic. She would say Titanic. She's a very loving person. She's probably one of the most loving, kind people that I know. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't get it twisted. She will, she will beat your ass. Because all the Livingstons will beat your ass. We got it in us. We got it in us. Even the nicest ones, like, like my little sister Chamika, she's a Livingston. And she's been nice her whole life, but she got it in us. I done seen it to the point where she was ready to beat somebody's ass. I don't know how successful she would have been in trying to do it, but she got it in her. And my cousin got it in her. She will whip your ass, but she's nice. She's loving. She's kind of hearted. And it's hard to see how t- t- Titanic would have her crying. Titanic didn't have me crying. I didn't care about Titanic. I, I knew the boat was going to sink. They had to add the, the little story. They had to add the little love story to even make you care about it. And then at the end, I was like, that board looks like it's got enough room for Leo to get his ass on it. So I was more mad than sad. I was like, bitch, pull, pull him up. Let him get on that board with you. At least try. At least put him on there. If it starts thinking, okay, Leo, get the fuck off. Get the fuck off. You know what I mean? But at least at least try to put him on there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, you're not even going to attempt to save my man? Bitch, you're not even gonna make you love him so much. And that was the sad part. She loved him so much that she had to watch the freeze stuff. But it's like, bitch, you love him so much that you can shed wrath. You can both keep your legs in the water and just lose your legs or something, get frostbite in your ass and lose your ass. You know, but you waste up, you still there. I don't know. I, I feel like he could have fit on there with her. He can lay it on top of her. That's body, that's heat. They could have fucked on that thing. <laughs> They could have got on there and started fucking. They could have fucked on it. If there was enough room for her to lay her body on there, then he could lay it on top of her or she could lay it on top of him. They could have got their fuck on while they was waiting to be saved on that fucking board or whatever that she was laying on. So am I sad about that? No, I, I, I'm not sad about it. I'm kind of like, damn, B, why you ain't help your man out? Why you ain't, you know what I mean? Get Why you didn't help your boy get on that fucking rap? So... I was a little bit pissed off. So Titanic might be sad for y'all, y'all women, but I don't know if any man's going to be sad about that. I don't know if Titanic is going to cry. And this is another thing. This is my criteria too. Women cry at a lot of shit. Okay. I'm a man. It's a hard, it, it's hard to make me cry at a lot of shit, but I will, I will spill some on, on, on certain points in time. Okay, let me see what else. What I didn't mention. Uh, the end of Cooley High. My, you know, I'm gonna give her a shout out. Hafiza, I, she's a hand squad from middle school, so she's got to get this shout out on here, and um, hopefully she'll listen to it. I don't think she will, but but you know, I'm gonna say it. But she said the end of Cooley High. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? She understood the assignment in a sense. She didn't say Cooley High was one of the saddest movies of all time, but she said the end of Cooley High was maybe one of the saddest movie moments. Moments. Cooley High was a cool film. It wasn't really sad until the end. So that's a moment of sadness. Cooley High had a moment of sadness. Is it one of the saddest movies of all time? Fuck no. But it had a sad moment in there. So you can mention it. It had a sad moment in there, but it wasn't that sad. You know what I mean? So I I, I I put Cootie High on it on the list, kind of to give her a shout out, but kind of to emphasize that she said the end of Cootie High. She didn't say Cootie High the whole motherfucking movie. 
she said the end of Cootie High, which which kind of almost understands the assignment a little bit. Now, my boy George, George is cheating. George is cheating. George is cheating. He's cheating, he's cheating because he said the boy in the striped pajamas, and that is sad shit. That's sad shit. I ain't gonna lie, that movie sad shit. But, but I feel like it's cheating. And the reason why I feel like it's cheating is simply because anything about the Holocaust is cheating. The whole Holocaust story is sad as fuck. So anything about the Holocaust is cheating. When you got a story where thousands and thousands of people are, are dying because of racism, sexism, whatever the sisms are, and they dying and they being killed and they being tortured and slavery involved and all that, all of them motherfucking films are sad. All of that shit is sad. So, so the boy in the striped pajamas is kind of like a cheat. Of course, that's a sad ass movie. It's supposed to be sad. It's about some sad shit. Sad and bad. It's like, like, come on, man. Like, I'm okay. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> I had to take a drink of liquor and get me back together because I, I <laughs> but say no, but then he got me with that one because that's some sad shit. Holocaust shit, sad shit. Shouldn't this Sad shit. I spilled some. I did. I spilled some tears, man. And, and I spilled the gangster tears, though. I ain't cry like no little bitch like, like I was just doing. I spilled the gangster tears, yo. I was like, man, shit. And the tear just came down, just rolled down my face, got in my mouth a little bit. I taste the salt. I taste the salty tear. That's how it was. But but Shunna's list, man. The boy in the striped pajamas. Yeah, but okay. A time to kill. My sister Deborah said a time to kill, and I was like, shit. That's what I'm talking about. Time to kill with some real sad shit because it was just it it it's it, kind of hit home a little bit. It's kind of like you 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 got to do what you got to do. But there's still consequences to doing what you got to do. You get, you get what I'm saying? And 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 so that's sad. That's real sad when when you got to take an action. That's a terrible action and a bad thing to do. But as a man, you got to do it. And yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm laughing down, but it was. I wasn't laughing when I was watching it. But that's an iconic. That's an iconic line, and 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 I'm not, I'm not. It's not funny. It was sad as shit, but it's funny now. But it was sad when I was watching it. So a time to kill. I, that's on the list. That's up there, baby. That's that's what I'm talking about. Um, I hate to bring this movie up. I hate to talk about this film. I never, ever, 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 ever want to watch this movie ever again in my life. I have no plans to ever see this movie again. I hate it. I hate the movie. And I hate this movie, and it's not because I was sad about it. It's, it's, it's because I was angered by it. I was disturbed by it. I, th- I thought it was rather disgusting. And I and I thought it was it was kind of hateful. And I, this movie was so so bad, but it's sad as fuck. It is. It's sad as fuck, and it even makes me more sad because of the person who 
who uh who recommend who, who put this on the fucking list. So the reason why I'm I'm fed and by this even more than 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 watching it is because my daughter Kayla put this said this movie. And my daughter Kayla is 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 it kinda is that in a sense. She's not that in the sense that she was she she wasn't sexually abused. Okay. And she did have me there for a while to to comfort her and combat the things that she was going through. She did have me there to help her in in, in an attempt to, to make sure she was uh, mentally okay, physically okay, emotionally okay. But I can understand why Kayla you know, told me about this movie because Kayla knows she's lived that life of being big, being overweight, struggling in school, and and having a mom that did not show her the proper love, show her the proper support, uh, try to help her. You know, her mom ridiculed her about her weight, uh, mentally abused her, was physically abusive to her at a point. And uh, I was there to help her, but you know, her mental state, you know what I mean? It just went a little bit too far. So I can understand why Kayla kind of felt for Precious and why Kayla kind of could relate to Precious. You know, she wasn't, the sexual shit didn't happen to her, but, but all the other shit, being overweight, being, you know, like mentally abused and shit like that, that shit happened to my daughter. So, I under, so when she put Precious on the list, I was like, yeah, that's, um, that's a little something, something. So she made it sadder for me. You know what I mean? She made it sadder for me because I wasn't sad about punching. I was pissed off. I was like, this is disrespectful. This is fucking fucked up shit. And I feel bad for the girl. But when I saw Kayla put it on the list, I was like, damn. It, it, it made me relate to my own child. And, and I feel a little bit happy because at least she had me. Precious ain't had nobody. Precious was there with that mom. She ain't had no, she ain't had shit. At least Kayla had me there to say, hey, uh, it'll be all right. She had me there to comfort her. She had me there to try and, 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 and do something. Then her mom took me away, and then it was just like, damn. But but Kayla's doing good. She made it out. That's all that counts. So, yeah, I think that becomes a, a sad situation um, because of that. Uh, my brother Michael, he 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 put uh he told me it's about seven pounds, and uh seven pounds is, is definitely up there on the sad list. I mean, this man who 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 just wanted to save people and just wanted to make sure that people was um deserving of 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 his body parts. And he went and built relationships with these people and talked to these people. And these people became friends with him. And, and it was sad because they didn't even know. They didn't even know what this man was, was doing for them. They didn't even know that this man was, was, was really about to save all of their lives. You know what I mean? And Rosario Dawson really was like in love with him. And he was like, he knew he had to go away. He knew that these people was going to build relationships with him. And he knew that. He wasn't going to be involved in their lives, but he also knew that he was going to save their lives. And he also knew that he had to make sure that 
for him that they were deserving of the sacrifice that he was about to make. So it, it was sad. It was a whole sad movie. And uh, the real sad part about it was my man when he had to kill himself. When he put that, I was like, no. You know, and I knew he was sacrificing himself to save other people. But when he when he put Mr. Jellyfish in that water, I was like, don't do it. But he knew that was a way that would preserve all of his body parts. And that would, would make sure that none of his organs got damaged so that them people that needed all of that shit could get it. And it was just like, damn. But it was also kind of refreshing to know that there's people out here that, 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 that motherfucking loving that that kind that kind hearted to go ahead to do something like that because it, it, it couldn't be me I, it couldn't be me I, you know, like if i was dying i gotta i gotta die but he had a sense of urgency because these were people who who needed his shit, and some of them needed his shit right away so he had a sense of urgency to say hey i'm gonna make sure these people get my shit. for me I, I you know it's like i'm not i ain't killing myself for no one for nobody like you're not about to you get it if you can get it to me. And I ain't saying I wouldn't donate the organs, but I'm saying, like, look, God got to punch this ticket. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel. God got to punch this ticket. I'm not I'm not punching my own ticket to, to save nobody else's life. I just feel like I mentally can't do that. Maybe one of my children, not my mama. Everybody always talk about what they would do for their fucking mama. But look, if, if I'm in my 40s, my mama is old. My mama lives a long life. If I'm in my 40s, my mama lives a long life. She at least, you know, I ain't going to put my mama head on there, but she old. So, no, I'm not about to sacrifice my life to save hers at her age. No, I'm not. She wouldn't even want me to. My mom wouldn't want to live knowing that I died so she could live. She wouldn't want to live like that. My mom's not that kind of person. So, no, I'm not, I'm not going to sacrifice. I'm not going to do that for my mama. But I'll do that for one of my children. But, yeah, that was kind of um, whoop-de-whoop. All right, so let me see what else. Oh, my God. John Cash. I, I don't think I know him. He's just somebody off Facebook, but he said Requiem for a Dream, and I was like, yeah. I don't know. Now, John Cash found like, look, look, I'm not being racist. Uh, cancel culture. This is not a racist statement. This is just a perception of mine. I don't I don't mean it to be racist. Please, please. I, can I just say it? Cool. I can say it. I, I'm, I, I did my uh, disclaimer. All right, cool, cool, cool. Cool. Bet that. Bet that. Thank you. Thank you. Um. John Cab sounds like a white man's name. It sounds like a white man's name, but I want to say when he put wrecking him for a dream on him, I wanted to say, my nigga, my nigga. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did, because this is what I'm talking about. Requiem for a dream is like some real, 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 real life sad motherfucking shit. Like some of the saddest shit I've ever seen. Like these motherfuckers, was, was, they was trying to hustle hard, but they was on them drugs, and they just... And they had a friendship and a bond, and he was in love with Jennifer Connelly, and it, and it was some sad shit. I was like, damn, them drugs fucked your relationships and your lives up. And you could see it. And the saddest part to me of that movie was also, like, the funniest part to me. And I know, I know it's going to sound ignorant, but when, when the boy was fucked up and, and, and Jennifer Connelly had to get that money, and she was kind of cleaned up, she was kind of off the drugs, but she loved the bull so much that she wanted to try to get the money to save him. And she went to the black dude house to, you know, the trick, the trick on him. And I was just like, damn, you could see it in her face, knocking on the door. You could see it in her face, the emotion that she had. She didn't want to fuck on this man. She didn't want to trick on him. 
And then my man, the ugly black dude, I forgot his name, but he in all the movies, but he ugly though. I ain't even gonna front. My man's ugly, I don't care. My man's ugly. And he pulls his dick out and he goes like, it ain't there. I ain't pulling his dick out because it's pretty. You know what I mean? She knew she had to do what she had to do, but she, she the look on her face was just, I was like, damn. That shit was devastating. But I also laughed because it was funny as fuck when he said, I ain't pull it out because it's pretty. <laughs> I did. I laughed. I ain't supposed to laugh. I'm supposed to cry, I guess. But I laughed. But, but other than that part, it was sad shit. And I did um, spill some tears on that. I'm getting right back in on this shit. So here we go. Um, so yeah, recommend for a dream to sad. He was like, I was sad about it. And I was a little fucked up. Um, okay, what else? What else? Man on fire. Now, I love Man on Fire, and I watch Man on Fire a bunch of times. And 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 the reality of the situation is, I never thought it was sad. I never thought of it being sad until I just read it off this fucking paper. Somebody put it on the list. I thought it was interesting that it was on the list, so I put it on the paper. And then as I looked on the paper and I saw Man uh Man on Fire, I was like, damn. Is it sad though? Then I thought about it. I thought about why them kids was kidnapped. I thought about that. The husband did it. And I thought about the mom's look on her face when she found out that the husband did that shit, kidnapped his own daughter. Set his own daughter up to be kidnapped. And when I found that out, and I saw the look on the mom's face after all that, it was like, damn, that is kind of sad. That is kind of fucked up. Now I did kind of. I, I was sad when Creasy died. I was, but 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 then again, I was like, Creasy killed a bunch of motherfuckers. Creasy went through hell and high water to get to this little girl. He, he did more for her than her daddy. But it is sad when you think about it. Overall, overall, the way he loved that girl and what he did to get her back, and the way her mom loved her, and the way her dad just was a piece of shit. So yeah, I never thought to put that movie on my sad list, but that movie was sad as fuck. And I'm glad that somebody brought that up. Yeah, but man, and man on fire is good too. Denzel wasn't fucking around. Just fuck the equalizer. Okay, I want Creasy. I want Creasy Bear. You know what I'm saying? I want Creasy Bear, but you know, I, yeah, I, I was surprised to see Man on Fire when I listened. Then I saw it, and I just read, and I just thought about it just now, and I was like, you know what? That's some sad shit. Um, the Notebook. The notebooks on this list, somebody said the notebook, and, I, and I'm really, really, really getting sick and tired of the fucking notebook. I mean, sick and fucking tired of the fucking notebook. I mean this. I'm seriously sick and tired of it because I've never watched this film. I never wanted to watch it. I never intended on watching it. I still don't. But I just keep hearing this notebook movie just keeps popping up on every fucking thing. Is it sad? What is it? Is it a love story? Is it a sad story? Is it is it a drama? What the fuck is the notebook? Cause it keeps coming up every every time I talk about movies, somebody brings this fucking notebook up like it's this and everything. Is it a comedy? Is it a horror film? Cause the fuck, everybody every time I mention anything about movies, everybody brings this fucking notebook up. Is it the greatest movie of all time? The fuck's up with the notebook? Somebody let me know. Cause I'm not watching. It. I'm not watching. It. It's been built up too much for me to watch it. I don't want to see it because I know I'm gonna get disappointed. Because whatever I turn it on for, y'all just said it's the saddest movie of all time. If I turn it on and I don't cry, I'm going to be fucking mad. 
Okay. I've I seen it in the comedy that if I turn it on, I don't laugh, I'm gonna be mad. If I turn it on, nobody dies, nobody's killed, nobody's brutally murdered, then it's not a horror. I'm gonna be mad. So tell me what the fuck it is. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. But it's made this listen. I'm just like the notebooks make keeps making every motherfucking listen. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know what it's about. I never even saw the synopsis of it. I seen a, I think a trailer. They was kissing in the rain. Is that the one with the bitch? And the man was kissing in the rain. I keep calling her a bitch. I don't know her. But <laughs> they was kissing in the rain. That shit, that's the notebook shit, right? What is it? I don't know. I don't care. It's on the list. Y'all said it's sad. Oh, shit, I knocked my mic over. God damn it. Y'all said it's sad. I'm going to say it's sad. I'm going to leave it on here. And I'm going to leave it at that. Shit's sad. Broke back now. Now, I was just talking to my homophobic ass cousin. He said he would never watch Brokeback Mountain. And that's, I just find that to be utterly disrespectful because Brokeback Mountain is a good movie and I feel like he's missing out. Okay? It ain't that much. Like, it's like two fucking man on man fucking scenes in the whole movie. Okay? But he just so, ah, he can't watch it. He don't want to see it. It's sad. He said, <laughs> this motherfucker. This motherfucker said that broke back mountain is sad because two dudes is fucking on there. <laughs> he literally said that's why the movie is sad because two men is fucking. And I'm just like, yo, men fucking real life. Dearest gay men in the world is not sad. Some of them have husbands and they love them. That's that's a happy thing. You know what I mean? It it's not me. It's not what I want. But to see two gay men married, that's happy. That ain't sad. Two men fucking is not, <laughs> not sad. But that's what he said, bro. And I'm just like this motherfucker here. Like he really, like I was just like that shit crazy. But Brokeback Mountain is a sad movie. It's sad because these two, this one man had a had a wife and children and and, and daughters, and he he wanted to go up to that mountain because he wanted that meat and he be back, and he couldn't live without it. He couldn't live without you know. He couldn't live without the Dookie shoot love, you know even. He wanted to go there. He could, it was sad because it was like he couldn't even be his real self. He had to, because they was cowboys. So he had to fake being a cowboy, even though he knew and he really liked men and he really wanted a man. He really was in love with a man. And, and he was fake, but he had a wife and children. But the other dude intentionally married a woman, intentionally married a woman to, to try to hide his gayness. And then when the people found out that he was gay, they fucking killed my man. Fucking straight up beat him to death. But he married the wrong bitch because he married like a popular woman. He married somebody that had money and prestige and all that. So when they was like, oh, you think you're going to marry her and you're going to be a gay motherfucker? So you was going to get killed anyway for cheating on her. But you cheating on her with a man, which is more utterly disrespectful when she's supposed to be fine than a motherfucker and she got money too. So they beat him to fuck to death. Like beat him to death. Like really, they didn't hang him. They didn't shoot him. They they basically took a tire iron and, and, and whopped my man up. And I was sad about that. And then I was sad about the wife because the wife found out. She didn't even, like, she knew. And the bad part about it is when she had that conversation with him, he got so mad he almost fucked her up. He gripped her up, slammed her in the kitchen counter. Like, you don't know me, bitch. You know what I mean? It was sad because why you gripping her the fuck up because you gay and your wife found out. She called you. You know how she called him? She said, you motherfucker, I put... I put every time you go up there, you say you're going up there for your little annual fishing trip. And every time you go up there, I put a note in this fucking tackle box and say, bring home some fish for me and your daughters. We like trout. 
And every time you come home, you didn't never bring us home. No fucking fish. You talk about how much fish y'all caught, how much good time you had, how much fish you ate. You ain't never bring us home no fucking fish. And she said, I know. You ain't never opened that tackle box up now one motherfucking time. You opened that ass up. That's basically what she was saying. I know you didn't go up there to open up that tackle box. You went up there to open up that ass. She said, you think I don't know what you're doing up at that mountain? And he grabbed her. He was so mad. He was so mad that his wife knew. He said, yeah, I mean, was he mad? Was he embarrassed? I don't know. That shit was sad. I ain't spill nothing. I ain't cry. Because you can't. You can't. You a man, you can't cry. You can't. I don't know. I don't know. If I would have been caught crying at Brokeback Mountain, you know, some people don't even like that I watched it, but it was a good-ass movie. And I'm not, I'm not on that homophobic type shit. I'm not mad at people who don't like it or don't want to see it. It is disturbing to see sometimes when you're a straight man, but it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not queased out. I'm not freaked out. I'm not nothing by it. And I liked the movie and I thought Brokeback Mountain was a really good movie. And and it is sad. Uh, somebody said, uh, Forrest Gump. And I was thinking about it and I was like, Forrest Gump is one of the greatest movies of all time. I love Forrest Gump. I had so much fun watching Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump for me is kind of not sad for me because I laugh. Forrest Gump takes you through every range of emotions. You get angry. A lot of motherfuckers are mad at Jenny. I ain't mad at Jenny. But I know, listen, Stone of God is on, on this, this, this big thorn in my side on TikTok. Let me tell you. Let me just take a side note. This girl Stone of God been a thorn in my side. First of all, she plays fucking PlayStation, and I hate that. Second of all, she always trying to get at me on the TikTok. We've been going to war. And one day, I'm going to go with my ass to New Jersey and get her. But she was so upset. She hates Jenny. She hates Jenny. We done argued about Jenny about three motherfucking times. She hates Jenny. And she was so angry at Jenny. And, and then a lot of people would have her back. They were so angry at Jenny, and I'm like, I'm not angry at Jenny. Jenny was, you know, she was being Jenny. Forrest didn't understand the situation, but I ain't going in. But so Jenny brought out the anger and everybody. Forrest was funny as shit. I was laughing at that motherfucker. He was funny, and the way they incorporated him in all the historical events was funny. I laughed. So I, I did more laughing at Forrest Gump than I did crying. When his mom died, everybody was like, but his mom died. I'm like, his mom was old as fuck. She's supposed to die. Old people die. Old people dying is not that sad to me when they old. It's more sad if young people die. But old people dying, I don't, his mom was old. She was supposed to die. And then people was like, Jenny died. Bitch, make up your mind. It, do you hate Jenny or you love her? Because if you love, if, if you like Jenny, I was sad when Jenny died. But if you telling me, oh, you, you were sad when Jenny died, but on the same thing, you're like, fuck that bitch, though, then you wasn't really that sad, was you? All you motherfuckers that hate Jenny gonna tell me about Jenny dying. Fuck Jenny. That's how y'all feel. Y'all called her a bitch. Y'all said she fucked Forrest up. Y'all said she was this and all that. Y'all hated Jenny. So why the fuck y'all worried about her dying? She was supposed to die. Good, good riddance, Jenny. You know what I mean? People were sad about Officer Dan. I wasn't sad about Officer Dan. Officer Dan was a dickhead. He was an asshole to Forrest for real. Forrest saved his life and he didn't appreciate Because he didn't have no legs. Look at my legs. Fuck your legs. Look at you alive. But you know, I digress. I wasn't sad about uh, Officer Dan. I was sad about Bubba. I was sad about Bubba. But 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 Forrest made a whole bunch of money, and Forrest gave that money to Bubba Mommy. See, Bubba Mama passed off, and she got that money. Oh shit! She got all that Bubba Gump money. She passed the fuck out. That was a happy thing. A black family got paid from a white man. 
I was like, bet that. I, I was happy about that shit. Sad that Bubba died, though. But, you know, didn't make me that sad. So I don't know if Forrest Gump can be put on a sad movie. They had sad moments. But if I watch a movie and I laugh more than I fucking cry, it ain't sad to me. So miss me with the Forrest Gump shit, okay? The Green Mile. Woo! The Green Mile is a tough one because... Hmm. I guess it's sad. I mean, I, I mean, for the most part, it is sad. The big black man was so loving, so nice, so kind, and he was on death row, and we know he had to die, but we know he didn't really do what they what, what they said he did and all that. So, I mean, it was sad, but I didn't, I don't, I don't remember crying. I don't remember being that sad about the movie. I just thought it was good, and I, and I kind of like, damn, you know. It, it's, it do make you go, damn. It do make you go, damn, you know, but I don't know if it, if it, if it makes me sad. I just don't know if I was sad watching it. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Now, somebody put that on there, and I was like, yeah, here we go. Somebody, once again, I was, I, I can't remember who did it. I don't got the credit for it, but once again, I was like, my nigga, my nigga. You know what I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Because people don't, you know, that movie is amazing. That's like I think that that's Jim Carrey's like greatest performance. And the crazy part is a lot of people don't even know about that movie. A lot of people don't even know about the movie. When I talk about the movie, people are like, what the fuck is you talking about? But this movie is crazy because he loved a woman so much, and their breakup hurt him so much that he was like wanted to literally go and get some kind of radical treatment to literally erase her from his memory. Like, literally, like, erase this woman from his brain. Like, he was so sad about their breakup that he literally did not want to remember her at all. Like, not say, oh, fuck you, bitch, I forget you, but, like, literally wanted to get some kind of, like, medical treatment operation shit so that he would never, ever remember this woman at all. And I was just like, damn. Damn. You love somebody that much, you, you can't even, you don't even want to like, remember them. You know what I mean? And it was a weird movie, and, and it had some weird sentiments, and like, it, it was a strange film, but it was really good, and I, it was sad. It was sad to think that you could fucking be so hurt by somebody breaking up with you that you just gotta erase them from your memory, like, I don't think I would never erase somebody from my memory. Those, those memories build our character. They make us who they who we are. But if you you to the point where you can't live without that person that bad, if you want to erase them from your memory and they still alive, they still walk on the planet, you can still see that person sometimes or call them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, pursuit of happiness. You know. Pursuit of happiness is, is, is um, super sad. I will give that movie, I will put that movie high up on my sadness list because of the simple fact that everything was sad. When he got those things and he couldn't sell them, and, and when he got those things, his wife was so happy. When he got those bone density machines or whatever they were called, and his wife was so happy. And then when he couldn't sell them, his wife was basically like, oh, well, you can't sell them, I'm leaving you. And then when he was basically like, hey, what, well, well, we got a son. And she was basically like, fuck it, keep that boy, keep him. 
You keep them. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Knowing that my man was still struggling, still broke, she was just like, fuck you, keep the boy. I don't care. So his mom just going to give him up like that. And the dad had to struggle and struggle. And then and then he was trying to throw those things in. It was just sad. It was sad when he when he went with the white man and tried to throw the shit. The white man took him in the cab. He was trying to get the job, and he took him in the cab over to his house, and he thought he had money, and he's like, you pay for the cab, and he had to run out the cab. He had to literally run out the cab. It was sad when him and his son was in the bathroom, and he had to literally like put his foot on the bathroom door to try to stop people from coming in there so him and his son could sleep for the night. You know what I mean? Or when he had no shoes, when he had to go to the job interview, I think he lost his shoe or something, he had to go to the job interview barefoot, whatever. And his suit was raggedy as shit, probably stank. <laughs> I'm trying to make fun of it now. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That was a sad movie. I was sad for him. But but it, but it had a happy ending, so I don't know. It can't be put on the saddest movie of all time if the ending makes you smile. If by the end you, you, you're not sad, you're happy. But I... I I guess that was a sad movie. I guess it was a sad movie. I I didn't cry on that neither. I didn't cry on that, but I was I was really sad about it. And then it goes to the movie that I did cry on. The movie that I cried a lot on. I ain't gonna lie about this. The Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby is probably the second saddest movie that I ever. That for me, for me, not for you people. I don't know. Y'all might got something on this list. Y'all might cry that Mandy. I don't know what I'm going to fuck. But Million Dollar Baby is probably my second saddest movie because I cried. I really cried. Like, damn. Like, so sad. Like, damn. Because from her just trying to, to be a boxer, from her just stealing food, half eating food from the restaurant, having to eat old food that people was already eating out of and shit. To her saving up all that change, to her actually getting to the top of the mountain and for her to actually like lose her life based on some bitch doing some hating ass shit. And then for a man who didn't want to train her, who didn't want to give her a shot, to finally give her a shot and take her on and for him to have to be the man to watch her die and and, and go to the hospital and, and have to be like to end her suffering and shit, I, I, I cried. I cried because I feel for those characters. You know what I mean? Like, all of them. You know what I mean? Morgan Freeman, I cared about him. The, the boxing chick, uh, Hillary Swank, I cared about her. Clint Eastwood, he made me care about him, too, and care about how he felt and how he never wanted to train a woman. You, you know the funny thing? My uh, my email is dangerflipper danger.flipper at yahoo.com and I got that from that movie because I was like this this is danger boom boom flipping remember him danger boom boom flipping I cared about that kid I knew he was a corny kid that couldn't fight but I was like go ahead danger and I and I I, I don't know I love that movie so much that I I used that as my email danger.flipping because it was for it was for danger boom boom flipping from the United States so that is high <clears throat> on my movie list and it's high on my sadness. It's high on my sad list. That that movie, uh, you know, that's a heartbreaker for me. But the movie that I cried the most on, the movie that is my saddest movie of all time, and I know this ain't gonna it ain't, it ain't gonna work for a lot of you, but it works for me. Set it off. Set it off was the saddest movie ever. 
okay? From Vivica having to deal with that bank robbery and having to deal with the fact that she knew who did it and having to deal with the fact that she knew who did it, but even though she wasn't involved in it, she had to lose her job behind it and she couldn't really snitch on her boy and, 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 and she just lost her job behind it. And then, and then Jada with her brother and, and trying her best to take care of her brother and trying her best to get her brother through college and Jada having to go trick on, you know, go go out here and trick the dope. You know, at least Neil's character had to go and she had the son and the DHS situation and then she ultimately gets killed, even though I wasn't really sad about her getting killed because she was annoying as fuck. I was annoyed. She was annoying the fuck out of me, but it was still sad. Like the whole movie was sad. Vivica had the sad shit. Jada had the sad shit. At least Neil lost her son on some sad shit, crying for that baby, and then ultimately she gets killed on some sad shit. You know what I mean? And then Cleo, ride or die, and the way they took her out, I was just like, damn. And she went out like that to take care of friends. She got them out the car and said, look, you go that, y'all go the other way. I'm going lower them away from y'all. And I'm going to go out like a G. And, and it gets sprayed up like that. I was like, damn, that the whole thing, like the whole shit was said. The boys stole their money when they had the money at the job thing, and the boys stole the money after they went through all of that shit, and the bitch died, and the man stole their money and shit. I was just like, yo, and then Jada actually like actually had a good man and was in love with him, and was torn between like being with this good man or or, or like. Helping her girls with this bank robbery. You know what I mean? That shit was, I was, I feel for Jada. I was, and I had a little crush on Jada at the time too. She, back then, Jada could get the shit. So I was like, in, in my mind, Jada was my little girlfriend. I was going to fuck on her later. So, she was going through something. I was going through something. You know what I mean? We were sad together. It was like, you know, I wanted to hug her and kiss her and fuck on her. So I was sad about that. So the whole situation was bad. And then to have Jada, have her and Frankie be together at the end. And Frankie just can't, just can't give up, just can't go to jail, just can't let it go. Can't put the gun down. And Jada had to had to had to watch her friend get killed and had to leave her friend, had to leave her there, had to go get away and, and let her get killed. And everybody's dead. And then at the end, Jada's cutting her hair and it's like, uh Jada's cutting her hair in the in the um boom 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 and after it started coming on and I was like these are the days of Allah Allah and then they started showing the uh the flashbacks and I'm just smiling and hugging on the roof and talking they shit and dancing and Jada's cutting her hair out and I'm just like I've been sucking it, I've been sucking it forever. And I'm crying my ass off. I mean, crying like, look, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Embarrassed. Embarrassed crying. So, yeah, uh, said it all. It's the saddest movie that I ever fucking watched in my life. And with that being said, I'm going to end it on that. I mean, I got some interesting movies. and and I. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Set it off is the women for me. But I forgot about what dreams may come. I just looked down and saw that, and I forgot about that drone. What dreams may come is a sad motherfucking movie, too. 
this man, loving husband, loving father, dies and goes to heaven, and, he, and he's living it up. All everything, his greatest dreams, all his wishes. He was a good man. He went to heaven. He made it. He got all the dreams coming true. His kids is there, and he's happy as fuck. And then he realizes, like, where's my wife? My kids is here. I'm here. I can have everything I want in the world. He can have everything. He had all of his dreams coming through. His wife wasn't there. And he loved her so much. He said, where's my wife? Then he finds out that his wife killed herself. And if you kill yourself, you can't go to heaven. So his wife went to hell. And this man who was in heaven decides he's going to go to hell to try to get his wife. Gave up heaven to go to hell to, to, to try to get his wife out of there. To try to be with his wife to try to save her from hell and i was just like damn do you love somebody that much you want to go to hell to get them you know what i'm saying that was some sad, that was sad shit too i was like that's a sad movie too but and then and then, and then it, it, what makes it more sad is like robin williams is dead you know what i mean so it's like and i always like robin williams and you always see him in happy time so that to, to see him dead and then watch that movie and know that my man is dead, it's kind of like a, it's like a real life sad, plus a movie sad, so it's a double sad. Is it sad and set it off? No, not to me, but still, like, God damn, my man had to go to hell to save his wife and he gave and he was, mm, 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 I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to throw up. But, uh, okay, so that's the episode. That's it. That's it. And at the end of this episode, I want to give y'all I usually do child, so I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell you something. So I've been guest appearing and being a guest star and being like a guest on the Starting Five podcast. Like, I, I guessed on there like a couple of episodes. And I always was like, let me fall back a little bit because it's their shit and it's not my show. And I was like, maybe I need to stop guesting on there too much. I might have been doing too much. So some episodes I didn't go on, but I always ended up in the comments. I always ended up being a part of the show some kind of way for most of the episodes since I've known these dudes. And then I got a call. And they said they want me to be an official member. So now I'm an official member of the Starting Fire Podcast. So when you get a chance, when you go back on, on come on this YouTube and, and subscribe and like my shit and comment, y'all ain't doing a lot of subscribing and liking but please, when y'all do that shit, if y'all do that shit for me, look up the Starting Five podcast and go over there and listen to some shit and give it a like and a, and a, and a, uh, and a comment and a subscription because I'm in. I'm one of them now. This shit ain't gonna stop over here. This shit ain't gonna stop over here. I'm still doing the list of podcast shit. You, you, you still can catch me on my regularly schedule. It ain't regularly scheduled, but you know what I'm saying. You can, you can still catch me here. Same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> but I'm just saying going over there because your boy they put him in the game they put him in the game and i'm gonna be here over there and i'm gonna i'm gonna still be me and do what i do just over there too so you got this and then you got that so if you can't get enough of me which you probably do get enough of me but if you can't go on over there because there's other people over there it's it's it's, it's more than it's it's, it's it's five of us so if you're tired of me they say some shit too they talk on you too i don't just i don't take over this is my shit, but I don't take over over there. So go over there and check that out. Um, and I got to give a shout-out to everybody I mentioned. I got to give a shout-out to my hating-ass cousins and, and my uncle and George who tried to play me with that Holocaust movie shit and my brother for the seven pound and everybody else who contributed. I want to give them a shout-out. And um, I think I can end this one.
see y'all next time. I just got sad. Think about all these sad ass movies. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you for listening.